1: bring our country back. For hardworking Americans, November 5th will be our new Liberation Day, but for the liars and cheaters and fraudsters and censors and imposters who have commandeered our government, it will be their judgment day.
2: We're headed to Michigan tomorrow. <laughs> and we're to the Super Tuesday states throughout all of next week, we'll keep fighting for America, and we won't rest until America wins.
3: So, will she drop out? Well, you get slaughtered in your home state, <laughs> and she stays in, losing by 20 points, 60 to 40. Uh, you know, Nikki Haley says, "Look, the." The other 40% are significant. Why should they have to cave just because they're not a majority? Why should that 40% be ignored? He, as
2: a Republican incumbent, didn't get 40% of the vote of the primary. He's not going to get the 40% if he is not willing to change and do something that acknowledges the 40%. And why should the 40%... Have to cave to him.
3: Well, it's going to be interesting to see if Trump gets the nomination of the Republican Party and if Biden gets the nomination in the Democrat Party, which of course seems like the most likely thing at this point. Although there's a lot of people who think there's no chance it gets to be Biden, but uh, that may be wishful thinking more than anything else for a lot of folks. Um, we go into November, and then you have, I mean, a really weird race, right? A reboot of the last one. And you have people who have looked at the last four years under Biden and don't want that. People who looked at the first four years under Trump and don't want that. The the Democrats do have the anti-Trump vote, right? But there's a lot of people who are otherwise anti-Trump, you know, who would prefer Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis or even maybe some moderate Democrat like Joe Manchin. But, um, you know, they can't vote for Biden. And they're not going to stay home. You know, the stay homes are always an interesting one to me because um, I always feel like staying home is abdicating your duty. I get it. I get it when you really don't want to put your name behind either candidate, but, you know, the choice you have is the choice you have. Okay. If it's between two bad options, you pick the option that's the least bad. That's being an adult. Otherwise, you might as well not be registered. You know, you don't get to decide on your own who the candidate is. Uh, you get to decide, you get to have input on that, and then you get to have input on the outcome anyway. So the people who are. Within the Republican Party who want someone other than Trump and the people who are in the Republican Party and will never Trump or really hate Trump. um, That's what's going to be interesting come the general election, because I've said many times um, Nikki Haley would destroy Joe Biden in general. Uh, Almost anybody on the Republican side other than Trump would destroy Joe Biden. He might beat him. He might. We'll see. The polling seems to indicate he will, but polling changes. Uh, But, uh, you know, the he's the most risk. He's the most risk. But he also has the most avid support. You know, there's a lot of people who support Nikki Haley, not because they really love her particularly, but because they really, you know, dislove Trump or they want something else. Uh, You know, obviously she's gained a lot since DeSantis dropped out, gained a lot of his supporters. But I think a lot of his supporters went to Trump because he endorsed Trump. And that's kind of the natural bent anyway. So here we go into another series of who cares primaries. (laughs) I mean, you know, Michigan doesn't matter. Super Tuesday, which, you know, won't matter. It, it's in the sense that it's a foregone conclusion. There's almost no chance that she went to any of these primaries, so the only question now is, well, why stay in? She's losing money. People haven't, you know, the Koch brothers or whatever have backed out. Somebody, One of her big donors, I thought it was Koch brothers, had backed out. And, uh, you know, they don't want it anymore. They don't want to spend the money anymore because it's not a winning proposition. What sway does she get in the... Um, uh, in the formation of the platform or at the convention well none none i mean the the 40 percent doesn't get you anything not really she's not going to be I, I don't know it's i i have said before i i thought that somebody other than trump would make a better uh nominee um because of again winning the general is the concern that i have got to make sure that we don't really like joe biden um, and I think Trump is a risk in that regard, in addition to all the other things about him that drive me crazy. But um, if, if I just thought for sure he could win the general election in November, um, I'd have much less concern. OK, I mean, I'd still have preferences, of course. But um, here we go and <laughs> go through a whole bunch of rote exercises that in the end uh, seem at this point very likely to produce the foregone conclusion. 715 on News Radio 92.3. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake.
4: All right. Not really seeing any major slowdowns or accidents reported by FHP this morning. Highway 98 eastbound in Navarre near the causeway. We do have an accident reported, but not slowing things down really at all. And if you're in the area of West Fairfield and Mobile Highway, we have a couple crashes there in that area. One right at that intersection of West Fairfield and Mobile Highway, but not tying anything up. And also on a a side street up from that Kentucky Drive and uh, Nevada Circle, we do have an accident there with roadblock, but again, not Causing any major tie ups this morning. We're looking good. If you see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line. That number is 437 1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives.
3: You know, if you need heating, plumbing, electrical, AC work done, Peden is the folks to call. They're going to do it right the first time. They're going to use the right products and services. They're going to, you know, they're going to show up, be professional, be on time. They're going to stand by their work, right? 100% satisfaction guarantee. And they have been expanding. And why? Well, because, you know, the thing works, right? They. I remember when I started doing ads for them a couple of years ago, and now they've expanded to Baldwin County. They've expanded east to Panama City to uh, actually Tallahassee now. They've just recently expanded west again to Mobile. So uh, lots of area, lots of footprint that they're operating in. Mobile County, Alabama, Tallahassee, Florida, east and west and east. Uh, they're hiring AC technicians, plumbers and electricians in all of their markets. So if you know somebody who's good and looking for a change you know this might be the thing for them also if you uh do a new air conditioning system purchase and of course we're starting to get into the season where you're going to want to have that taken care of uh get a free tanked water heater with that purchase find out more or schedule an appointment at peden dot com.
0: here's today's strength for life with your host pastor james c johnson Are you in a situation where you need a miracle? You need God
2: to do something that seems impossible? The Bible explains that without God, we can do nothing, but with him, all things are possible. In Luke chapter one, the angel Gabriel appears to
3: Mary and explains that, and I quote, with God, nothing shall be impossible. He's speaking in the context of a virgin conception. If God can bring about the miracle of a biological impossibility, don't you think he can solve your problems? In Jeremiah 33.3, God challenges those who need a miracle when he says this, and I quote, Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things
0: which thou knowest not. I urge you, call upon him today. That was James C. Johnson. He serves as the pastor of North Stone Baptist Church in Pensacola, Florida. For more Strength for Life, please visit our website, strengthforlife.church. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. Who wants to help me make something fun and healthy instead?
5: Eating smarter is easy and delicious. Interested in receiving healthy recipes and a whole lot more in your email? Then register at healthiestweightfl.com and learn more about all the small steps that you can take on the way to living healthy. This message is sponsored by the Ounce of Prevention Fund of Florida, the Florida Department of Health, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station.
0: Guy Benson, keeping you informed of the news every day at two, Right after Martin Van Captain Robbins on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable.
1: You are hanging on by a very thin thread. <laughs> and I dig that about you! People sitting on porches, thinking how things used to be Dark Night.
3: It's a dog. Dark dark Good morning 720 News Radio 923 informative local dependable. Man, lots of stuff going on in legal news. One thing, uh, correction, uh, I made a mistake last week. I was saying that the temporary restraining order to stop the demolition of the Malcolm Young gym had been denied. It has not. The request for a hearing had been denied uh, without prejudice. Of course, that means that it can be filed again. It was not legally sufficient to get to the hearing stage. So uh, that is still very much a live issue. Also, the Skanska lawsuit. Uh, so I apologize for that mistake. A uh, it, My mistake. A Skanska, The Skanska lawsuit that got dismissed by the three-judge panel. Um, including uh, Judge Frederick Hovitch and uh, who was the, I forget who the other two judges were on this panel. Anyway, they, uh, they dismissed this uh, hearing saying that under the old existing maritime law that basically limits damages to if you kind of let your barge go into somebody's house or their property or their bridge, uh, of course it's your bridge, uh, or their, like, park on Wayside Park, for example, then they're liable for the damage. But if they destroy their own bridge, which then makes it so that your business in Gulf Breeze or Pensacola suffers. Tough luck. This is basically what they say the law requires, which is unfortunate. Um, it had been our concern all along that this would be the interpretation, and uh, to have the three drudge panel of uh, Jan Shackleford, Jen, Jennifer Frederovich, and uh, Amy Broderson. Uh, good work on PNJ uh, reporting on this, Jim Little. And um, yeah, basically, you would have to prove that they did it intentionally. That they did it intentionally, um, which or, you know, with clear negligence, a public nuisance. I don't I still hope for these folks can win. I still hope an appeal can be or a, a an amended claim can be filed that would satisfy the judges to get to the actual litigation phase. Man, I sure hope so, because I just. I hate for all of these people that lost all of this money because of what Skanska did and the fact that they did it on the water gets them out of any Responsibility or out of a lot of responsibility is just so frustrating. So we'll see how that turns out. Meanwhile, I mentioned it before, but the Florida, or sorry, the U.S. Supreme Court today is hearing oral arguments under the Florida law restricting social media companies from. Restricting content. Remember this law that came in that, you know, they're basically kicking conservative politicians off of their platform and other forms of restriction. And um, I think uh, Senator Blazingolia and Representative Alex Andrade were the two primary sponsors of this. And um, the fact that, you know, a case that was, or a a law that was formed and shaped by uh, one of our local representatives is going to be at the Supreme Court today is just kind of interesting. And I know I know Alex loves the law and loves the Constitution, and uh, I don't know if he'll be listening or if he'll listen later. But um, you know, I think that's just kind of an odd little fascinating thing when stuff like that happens. Seven twenty-three on News Radio ninety-two-three. Uh, David Wayne's in the newsroom with our headlines. David,
6: an active-duty United States Air Force service member has died after setting himself on fire outside of the the Israeli embassy in Washington D.C. yesterday. A video from that scene showed the man saying he would no longer be complicit in genocide and was resorting to an extreme act of protest. That man was rushed to the hospital in critical condition and later passed away. The Supreme Court hearing arguments today on whether the states have the right to provide dictates to social media companies. GOP lawmakers in Florida and Texas argue that companies... Such as X and Facebook have been quick to censor conservative viewpoints. The companies say that laws limiting how they operate would violate their First Amendment right to free speech. And you mentioned this earlier this morning, but AT and T offering customers affected by the big outage a how
3: much money? A five.
6: Dollar credits. I can't do it without the million. It's weird. uh But in a statement on their website, AT and T says that customers should receive their five dollar credit within two billing cycles. Don't spend it all in one place.
3: Well, you can't spend it all. What can you buy for five dollars? Like eight screws, maybe. I mean, like, what can you genuinely buy for five dollars these days? You, I don't it's think it's like two much. thirds of a yeah. latte. It's you know. Maybe you could get a single burger at McDonald's. You
6: might still be able to get a candy might. bar. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Those have gone up. They used to be seventy cents. You can now, probably yeah. you can
3: probably get uh, actually you probably get a couple of fountain drinks at like Thumberland Farms or Circle K. Yeah. You know, yeah. Probably yeah. do okay. Yeah, but probably, you know, yeah. five bucks is such an insult. We know your life sucked for a whole day. Five dollars? <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. All right, David. Thanks so much for the update. I was thinking about analogies to this. Like to me, you know, the, the basis of your contract with AT&T is typically a month, right? You pay on a monthly basis for something like this. And so what's your monthly bill? You know, they should give they should forgive you a month. Well, it was only one bad day. Yeah, but you, you know, if you're renting a car from a car company on the monthly basis and the car is broken for a day, I mean, do you want one day's worth back? If you're renting an apartment and they evict you from your apartment for one day... <laughs> You know, what do you think you should get? Probably not one-thirtieth of your rent. I mean, it seems more than that. So I was thinking a month service cost would be nice. Somebody texted me earlier and said that when they called AT&T the day after, they gave them a $40 credit. So you might have leverage to be able to call and say, hey, I know somebody who uh, listens to Andrew McKay, and they got 40 bucks. What are you going to do for me? Uh, so you might be able to get more. But 5 bucks is just – the analogy that really sticks with me is if you went to a restaurant, let's say it's an Italian restaurant, and you order pasta – And there's a fly in your pasta. It's gross. Uh, But not that gross in the scheme of things. could be worse. Um, What do they say? Like, you know, it's $15, but uh, we'll give you, you know, 70 cents off because it touched five pieces of pasta? (laughs) Like, it's that would never happen. They would comp your whole meal. They'd probably comp you, you know, your wine, your dessert. They'd probably comp you everything you ordered, even though it was only a couple of pieces of pasta that were messed up. And, you know, they just don't really have that mindset, do they? 726, Jake's got traffic on the five. Jake?
4: Well, I'm not seeing any major slowdowns or accidents to report this morning. Highway 98 eastbound in Navarre near the causeway. We do have an accident reported there, but not slowing anything down. Also in the area of West Fairfield and Mobile Highway, we do have a vehicle crash there, not causing any roadblock. But on up the road a little bit at Kentucky Drive and Nevada Circle off of West Fairfield, we do have an accident with roadblock there. Should be getting cleared up right about now. I don't see anything else out there to tell you about. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Davis Highway is clear from the I-10 overpass through Creighton-Brenton-Fairfield, and uh, Highway 90 is clear coming out of Milton through Pace this morning. If you see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line. That's 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives.
3: Thanks so much, Jake. Uh, Somebody texts in and says, uh, when it comes to the Skanska lawsuit, doesn't it look like intentional or at least negligence to show that they left the barges in the water instead of moving them like the contract said they should be moved? Oh, yeah, sure, which is what the plaintiffs are arguing, which is what I believe He says that would show negligence. They left the barges in the water and intentionally left them because it was too much time to bring them back and and continue once the storm was passed. But again, uh, the decision from the court was, and look, uh, you know, these judges are, you know, very normal, ordinary, competent, capable judges. And all three of them said that uh, the claims in the lawsuit were unintentional torts that are barred by the federal maritime law and the Robbins Dry Dock case, which is the basis of all of this. That's the case that says, you know, the other stuff, like, the, the as I understand it, the legal theory here is you can predict that maybe something bad would happen if you leave the barges in their place and if the worst of the storm predictions come true, which, of course, both had to happen and they did. But even so, would you predict that the bridge would get demolished? Unlikely. Would you be able to predict that the bridge would get demolished and the storm would be bad and the barges would hit it? And all of these businesses would be massively affected by that. Again, if you're the plaintiffs, you say yes. And if you're the judges in the defense here, you say no. It's, it looks more unintentional every step you go, uh, even if you might say it looks negligent or it could have been thought of. So anyway, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, if, you know, if I sit on this jury, I rule for the plaintiffs. I'm just saying what the judges have said about the legal precedent involved in particularly maritime law, which makes everything weird. Uh, just like, you know, railroad law makes everything weird because there's these special provisions made for those industries different from what most things have to deal with. 729 on News Radio 92 92.3. What else do we have? Oh, this is kind of interesting. Uh, baseball, which started over the weekend. Uh, the pitch clock is shorter. They uh, did a pitch clock for the first time last year, and they're already saying, no, 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 it's too long. <laughs> well, wouldn't you? I always think you give something a couple of years to work and then see how it turns out. Uh, but no, which which would side me with the union. Uh, but apparently, you know, uh, average game time fell 24 minutes. It was noticeably faster. Games were noticeably faster last year, clearly. Um, two hours and 40 minutes is now the average. But now instead of 20 seconds when a runner's on base, they get 18 seconds and still 15 when the bases are empty. Now here's what's kind of interesting. The argument the players union is making is you're running a greater risk of injuring your pitchers because... They're having less time to physically recover in between pitches that require maximum physical exertion, which is kind of an interesting, you know, you could actually lead to injuries or taxing your pitchers, you know, because the number of pitches, how fast you have to pitch them side by side. I mean, it's like the difference between doing, you know, a push up every 20 seconds versus push up, push up, push up. Push. I mean, your body reacts differently. So I, I I can see the point they're making. I don't know if that's a decisive difference, 2 seconds. Uh, but it is interesting that they wouldn't even wait a full se- or a, you know, another full season before they implement the change. 7:30 here on News Radio 923. What happened in Santa Rosa County? Drama over the medical examiner's office. We'll have that for you next right after Fox News and
5: David Wayne with your local news. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. The Supreme Court hears arguments today about social media restrictions.
7: A law signed by Governor Abbott of Texas banned social media platforms from censoring someone based on a viewpoint or location. A law signed by Governor DeSantis of Florida banned social media companies from removing journalistic content or censoring a political candidate. Industry group sued, calling it extraordinary government intervention that would be unthinkable for traditional media.
5: Fox's Jessica Rosenthal, Republican National Committee Chair Ronald McDaniels resigning March 8th so Donald Trump can pick a party leader. He says billionaire donors suspending support for Nikki Haley after South Carolina got played for suckers. Despite the loss in her home state to former President Trump Saturday, Haley
2: says she's not throwing the towel in. She traveled to Michigan, which is holding its primary on Tuesday. Haley vowing to stay in the race at least through Super Tuesday on March 5th.
5: Fox's Sue Guzman. America's listening to Fox News.
6: Good morning 731 at News Radio 923. Beautiful morning. It is 55 degrees, mostly sunny in Pensacola today. A 26-year-old man has died after a motorcycle crash on I-110 over the weekend. It happened on Friday night. FHP says the motorcyclist was traveling at a high rate of speed when he crashed into the back of a pickup truck at around mile marker 2. The motorcyclist was pronounced dead at the scene of the crash. The driver of the truck was not Hurt. Some new details today on that great white shark that washed up on Navarre Beach on Friday. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration conducted a necropsy on the shark. They determined it was about 30 years old, measured 15 feet, and weighed 1,500 pounds. Initially, there had been some confusion about whether the shark was pregnant, but now officials say the shark had not reached sexual maturity age and could not have been. As of yet, they have not released an official cause of death and are still doing some testing in that regard. A black Republican lawmaker defending former President Trump for remarks that the NAACP and others have called
4: racist. Well, dang, if the government's going after him with foolishness, uh, he can't be that bad, especially considering the fact that Joe Biden is terrible at his job.
6: Congressman Byron Donalds addressing uh, Trump's comment on Friday that black voters support him because of his indictments. Donalds called the indictments against Trump political persecution and said... It's something that uh, black people deal with in the justice system. A man involved in an amber alert is in custody in Palm Beach County. The alert was issued yesterday for Christian Simeus. The seven year old was allegedly taken by his father, 44 year old Gene Simeus, in Riviera Beach. Christian was found safe after a traffic stop on I 75 in North Florida. Now, thousands of people were downtown over the weekend for Pensacon.
4: First time coming to Pensacon, and it did not fail me at all.
6: That's Kimmy Riley Taylor, and she tells Channel 3 that it was her first Pensacon event. She went all in and dressed up to get the full experience. Uh, To close out the three-day event, some big announcements were made for next year's Pensacon. It'll be held on Valentine's weekend in 2025, the 14th, 15th, and 16th of February. They also announced their first 12 guests, and we'll have a full list of those up on the news radio website here shortly. Community members in Niceville got together yesterday to celebrate the life of food truck owner Mike Ledford. He was stabbed to death earlier this month. The celebration was dubbed Ohana Day in honor of Ledford's food truck, My Ohana. It was a Food truck rally. Several food trucks from around the area all took part, donating portions of the day's proceeds to Ledford's family. Hundreds of people attended the rally. 24-year-old Dylan Deshane is charged with second-degree murder for uh, allegedly stabbing Ledford. Investigators say Deshane and Ledford did not know each other when that happened last month. And it, well it looks like the nationwide pickleball craze it's now finding its way into elementary schools in Escambia County a report today in the news journal says that the school district is now making efforts to include the sport at local schools because well it's easy to learn kids take to it quickly the district reportedly secured some grant funding to purchase uh, needed balls and nets in the last few years and uh, all PE teachers have been trained on how to play the game and teach it. There's been a push in Alabama in Alabama recently to include pickleball as a sanctioned school sport. Escambia school board members say they might support that here, but it would take a while to get it implemented. 7:35 at News Radio 92.3, and Jake Walker has our traffic on the fives
4: highway 98 eastbound in navarre we have an accident reported right around the causeway there at prado street that is starting to cause some delay this morning also uh highway 98 westbound getting into tiger point that light at avalon garçon bridge there that is starting to see our normal morning slowdown. also highway 90 uh, getting on to scenic highway this morning starting to back up a little bit there and uh, we have a vehicle crash with roadblock at kentucky drive and nevada circle that's off of uh the intersection Section of west fairfield uh, once you get past mobile highway there other than that we're okay uh, highway 90 coming out of milton through pace is good until you get towards scenic uh, highway 29 south through cantonment uh, looks pretty good this time of morning not seeing any major slowdown and uh, mobile highway getting by beulah elementary school is looking pretty good for the school zone there if you see anything out there slowing you down you can always call or text our traffic tip line that number is 437-1620 i'm jake walker with your traffic on the fives <laughs> back. We will have a beautiful day today with mostly sunny skies. Temperatures warming near 72 degrees for your high. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 63 degrees. As you go into Tuesday, mostly sunny skies with high near 73. Tuesday night, temperatures dropping near 65. Beautiful weather continues for Wednesday with partly cloudy skies, high near 77, 20% chance of rain. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center.
6: Thank you, Brooke. 54 in Pensacola, 53 in Gulf Breeze, 44 in Milton, sunshine all around. Our next news at 8 breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3.
7: I'm Nicole Murray with your money now. Electric air transport vehicles were shown off at the Singapore Air Show last week. These cars utilize vertical takeoff and landings and can be used as air taxis for cargo delivery, medical and emergency response transportation, and as private vehicles. Three major car manufacturers are backing the project. Hyundai Motor Group owned Supernal, Boeing-backed Whisk, and EVE Air Mobility. Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company has opened its first chip plant in Japan amid intensifying U.S.-China trade tensions. Production is expected to start by mid-2024. TSMC, which is the world's largest contract chip manufacturer with clients such as NVIDIA and Apple, is also investigating a second chip plant with Somi Semiconductor Solutions, Toyota and Denso in Japan, with construction set to start by the end of 2027. Futures are little changed after a record-setting week. That's your money now. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy, Rizzenkism of a prescription-only 150-milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. doctor today about Skyrizi, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more.
0: The cooler
1: weather in Pensacola is a great time of the year for gardening. Whether it's planting roses, planting shrubs and trees and cool weather color, and of course, planning for spring. This is Mike Wiggins. If you've got gardening questions, we've got answers. On the News Radio Garden Line, every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesdays, then catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. Sponsored by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping, and Barnes Feed Store.
0: Hey Pensacola, get ready for a midday delight that'll have you hooked. Weekdays from 11 until 2 on News Radio Pensacola. Tune in to the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins are their dynamic trio that'll keep you entertained, informed, and laughing out loud during your lunch break. They dish out the hottest topics, bring you the latest news, and deliver their unique blend of humor and insight that'll have you coming back for more. It's the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show on News Radio Pensacola on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620.
2: One, two, three, tap my hand and come with me because you look so fine that I really want to make you mine.
8: Morning everyone. We're here for public forum. Public forum is an opportunity for the public to get up and speak about anything they'd like to discuss.
2: Reason that I wanted to speak on it is because you had a commissioner that was in opposition to this medical examiner at the last meeting and I would like to ask that commissioner have they ever sat in on an autopsy if you've never been on an autopsy you really don't understand what goes on basically the insides are outside and what have you
5: there's plenty I had my concerns uh- related to news stories that I read that had to do with funeral homes and those kind of things. And if we're going to give a, there's plenty of people that could be chosen. I don't think this is in our purview personally. And uh, with that being said, I, I'm, I'm going to vote no on this or ask the board if, to table it, and at least until You know, we get more information.
3: So backdrop context for those of you who don't follow all the intricacies of these things the way I am forced to do. um, Santa Rosa County Commissioner James Calkins hates Dan Schiebler, who is the former county administrator. He forced him out. He is now the operations director for the District 1 Medical Examiner's Office. So everything that James does when it comes to the medical examiner's office, from dragging his feet over the facility and calling it a Taj Mahal to wanting to hold up the uh, affirmation of the appointment for Deanna Oleski or reappointment for the district court medical examiner, my read. Okay, my read. I'm not alone in this, but I'm telling you this is, you know, inference, not evidence. I don't have a text from the commissioner saying, I'm going to do everything I can to thwart that Dan Schiebler, uh, but he does everything he can to thwart Dan Schiebler. (laughs) You know, so it's not really a surprise. Um, Now, he said something in the middle there, which is kind of amazing.
5: He said, um, uh, what was it exactly? If we're going to give a, there's plenty of people that could be chosen.
3: To be the medical examiner? Is that what you think? Really? Because that's not what anybody else thinks. Everybody thinks that this is a very, very difficult position to fill. In fact, they're so scarce on these that she's actually, and again, I, I don't, don't know if she's approved yet for it, but she's applied at least to be the District 2 medical examiner to cover both counties. Because there is such a national shortage of this thing, as Sam Parker pointed out. I
9: would say the same thing I did when she decided to come on board. I appreciate her willingness to serve. This is not one where there's plenty of people out there. I think uh, they've said this is actually the uh, biggest shortage of any occupation that I've ever been drawn attention to in the United States of America. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's the reality of it. Um. So James Cawkins says, look, uh, she's just involved in too much controversy over in Escambia County.
5: I mean, they're, they're out. Th- this lady is uh, suing Escambia County. Y- you know,
3: it'd be more appropriate to say the medical examiner or Dr. Oleski. This lady? Okay,
5: anyway. I mean, they're, they're out. Th- this lady is uh, suing Escambia County. Nope. She's in, involved with a bunch of controversy over there. Nope. And... Maybe we should put this off till that's resolved.
3: And he talks about, you know, it's not really our place to make this decision. Well, the governor's actually asking, you know, for input from the counties who are clients of the medical examiner. And uh, she's not suing Escambia County. That's false. It would be nice if he said things that were true when he's saying his silly things. Um, But she's not. She's suing two medical or two funeral directors who said things that are, um, if true, bad, if false, defamatory. And that's what that lawsuit is going to settle. Right. Uh, And sent those letters at the behest of Stephen Barry to Stephen Barry, who then somehow or other, you know, got into the hands of Jeff Bragash, who published him on his blog and created all of this drama that led to that. And including one funeral director who recanted his story and said he never intended it to be that way when he came on our show. And I give him credit for doing that. She says it's all false. And that's why she's suing for defamation. But she's not suing the county. Not yet. Uh, but certainly not involved in anything against the county. Again, not yet. Could be Stephen Barr and Jeff Bragosh get named in that in lawsuit, or later on, depending on how the first one goes. But anyway, so uh, false so far. You cannot find a bunch of them. No, she's not suing the county. Uh, you know, all, all of these terrible things that this lady is involved in. Um, and, it, you know, I don't often think that Sherry Chapman has the right of things, but she says, um, wouldn't it make more sense to ask how they're doing here, you know, and whether the folks here And shouldn't y'all, shouldn't somebody go to see an autopsy before they rule on whether this person's doing it right or not? So
2: I would just like to say that um, anyone that is against this maybe needs to go and do an autopsy, see what's involved.
3: Yeah, yeah. So there, led to, there was some comedy around that I'll get to in a second. Jake's got traffic on the Fives. Jake? Okay, Highway 98 eastbound
4: in Navarre this morning. We, uh, we have an accident near the causeway. It's starting to slow things down a little bit there. Also, Highway 98 westbound getting through Tiger Point. We're seeing our normal morning slowdown there. Highway 90 backing up getting onto Scenic Highway this morning from an accident at North davis highway and smith's fish camp road crews will be on the scene there clearing that up with injuries uh, also in milton this morning pine blossom road we have debris in the roadway from an accident there that'll be near pine Tr- uh, terrace circle and willard norris road in milton other than that we're looking pretty good around our roadways if you see anything else out there slowing you down call me or text me on our traffic tip line 437-1620 i'm jake walker with your traffic on the fives
3: thanks so much jake back to the conversation in the Santa rosa county commission about this district one medical examiner kind of vote of confidence is sort of what it is that escambia county punted on they didn't want to do it because well if you ask me my opinion it's because they're still so you know unhappy with how they feel they have been treated or disrespected or whatever. Um, but, you know, what they said was she's not even officially appointed yet, so how can they talk about her reappointment and they just don't feel comfortable with it all? And Again, I, that's not how I read it, but that is what they said out loud. Uh, so, Carrie Smith, County Commissioner in District 2 in Santa Rosa County. First,
2: I don't know if you've ever seen a, have you ever seen an
1: autopsy?
9: I've been invited to many and I have no problem publicly saying that's That's not something that I choose to go witness. I'm going to tell you and, and I'm very comfortable in saying that I have no ambition to go see that I appreciate uh-huh. the folks that are that are able to do that. I don't think I would pass out or anything, but I'm just OK with a. Uh, Saying that, that that's not something I plan to attend. Yeah,
3: I appreciate that. Sam Parker, there, former cop, which I thought was kind of interesting. But Kerry Smith goes on. Now,
2: I want to I want to tell Commissioner Wright. I appreciate the fact that he's been through one. Uh, I would love to be able to do that, but I doubt I could. I mean, I'm going to be giving blood in a little bit, and I can't even sit, watch that. I have to sit there and daydream about something else. Mm-hmm. I've got a pretty weak stomach when it comes to
3: that, but so, and also I, I really appreciate Kerry saying what he said about what's going on in Escambia, as far as the controversy about Escambia County and the medical examiner,
2: I I do appreciate the job that they do. And I think it's, 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 you know, we've been at a deficit with that and we've got somebody that's standing up to do the job. Um, I, I think it is in our purview to take, take, take this stance. Uh, um, I don't know if it's a, I, I, you know, to be compared to what's going on in Escambia County, I don't have any vendettas with this woman. Uh, I, I think it's a little bit of a vendetta going on. Um, I, I'm
3: not going to take part in that, and so I just I'm going to be in support of this. It is a vendetta. I mean, again, my opinion, it is a vendetta and that's, you know, it's a personal grievance. It's a, you know, she disrespected us by bringing a bunch of employees to talk about how we needed to do a better um, office and facility for them. And they didn't like that. And that's what led to all that. what I view as retaliatory uh, encouragement of the funeral directors to write these potentially defamatory letters, right? I mean, that's the history of it. They didn't like, particularly Stephen Barry didn't like, Again, my opinion, how they got treated, and so now you're getting all of this. Now this woman is better than this lady, <laughs> but I don't know why her femaleness has anything to do with anything. But whatever. Um, I'm, I don't. I'm sure she doesn't care either. That's. I'm not. I'm not upset on her behalf. I just thought it was kind of a weird thing to say. Um, but Ray Eddington, District Four Commissioner. I
5: have been to one. It takes a special person to do that kind of work. If you hadn't ever been to one, you need to go. Uh, like I said, it takes a special person to do stuff like
3: that. It does. Candy and I went. It's it's not pleasant. <laughs> it's really, really. There's you'll never unsee it. Put it that way, and we saw things you can never unsee. Uh, and uh, anyway, we talked about that a lot when it happened. And you uh, smell things you can't unsmell. I'll put that out there just as well. Sam Parker says, no, nah, still I don't care."
9: I had never done cliff jumping. <laughs> I'm not going to do that, and I'm not going to an. There's just some things that I'm going to take the butcher's opinion on. I'm not sticking my hand in there. Um, I, listen. May I just say
8: something, Mr. Chairman? Go ahead. It's Colton Wright. Let me just clarify something. Just just because I went to one, that doesn't make me any better than anybody else. It hasn't. It it is not a. It's not a pleasant thing. It's just one of those things. I I've always felt like I I understand something more if I touch it, feel it, see it understand it more i can speak with more conviction but
3: i passed on the opportunity to do any touching i thought no (laughs) no thank you that's not no
8: you know the governor asking for a recommendation of either favorable unfavorable or no opinion it's my understanding that that escambia county is basically rendering no opinion just simply because they have ongoing litigation and that's that's no ongoing litigation research that that's how that appears i'm totally comfortable uh, rendering a favorable opinion and that's primarily based on seeing the seeing how they've performed their their duties and what she's done um, as well as the uh, law enforcement from both counties uh, appear to be, or actually all four counties appear to be very happy.
3: Yeah. I mean, you know, Bob Johnson has said so uh, and he sits on the commission actually overseeing her, Uh, you know, uh, Chip Simmons, they're all going to, you know, and I mean, that's just, normal. No big deal. And that's why you ask the clients. You ask the state attorneys. You ask the sheriffs. You ask the counties. And uh, in this case, just that, you know, Escambia County with a couple of commissioners has a, you know, weird, unique uh, personal grudge, kind of like, you know, James Hawkins has a weird, unique personal grudge against Dan Schiebler. And you got to understand that when you understand these things. 437 four, three, seven, sixteen, twenty. Oh, just one thought. I, you know, I hadn't thought of this before, but uh, one of the last things that Commissioner Robert Bender did out the door before he went on to be, you know, to take Dan, uh, David Stafford's place as the supervisor of elections. Is he, um, he kind of got the deal done to get a on board for the District One Medical Examiner's facility. And I don't think that deal would have happened if he'd have been taken sooner before that to be the supervisor of elections. I don't remember the exact dates involved and when David Stafford quit and all that, but, um, I had been thinking about it retroactively that. If Bender had been sort of selected immediately, that deal might not have happened. That would have been bad. So, just an interesting little note about something he did accomplish uh, late in his term. 752 on News Radio 92 3, Informative, Local, Dependable. I'm Andrew McKay.
0: Naval Air Station Pensacola has a significant economic impact in our area. It employs more than 16,000 military and 7,400 civilian personnel and the Headquarters for Naval Education Training Command, a command which combines direction and control of all Navy education and training. There's a lot more you can know by tuning in this morning at 9 and hear what's happening at NAS Pensacola on the Pensacola Expert Panel.
4: The
7: Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620.
8: Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at VFW.org.
0: The cost of health care is all in the news. Tune in this Wednesday at nine on the Pensacola Expert Panel as ProHealth will be the guest and we'll be discussing how the ProHealth Medical Membership Program can help you take out the stress and cost of healthcare. That's this Wednesday morning at nine as ProHealth will be the guest on the Pensacola Expert Panel.
7: The Pensacola expert panel, nine to eleven weekdays on News Radio ninety AM sixteen twenty.
1: Matt Gates, Donald Trump Jr. in a Pensacola town hall meeting tomorrow. Here at live, beginning at five p.m. on News Radio Pensacola.
4: If you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams
3: will come true.
1: I got indicted a second time and a third time and a fourth time and a lot of people said that that's why the black people like me, because they have been hurt so badly and discriminated against and they actually viewed me as i'm being discriminated against it's it's been pretty amazing
3: well a lot of things are amazing uh it's <laughs> just Oh, man, the black people like me because they feel I'm being persecuted for the same kind of nonsense that they get persecuted for. Well, he was getting applauded for those comments at a black primarily event. More on his comments in just a second. Jake's got traffic on the fives. Jake? It's like it. it I, I made that face where I'm like, oh. and then I'm like,
4: uh, okay, uh. all right, well. All right, Uh, we've got a few things to talk about this morning. Highway 98 westbound through Tiger Point. We're seeing our normal morning slowdown there. Highway 98 eastbound in Navarre near the causeway. We have an accident reported, but not slowing things down too bad there. Highway 90 westbound really backed up getting onto scenic highway this morning coming out of Milton and Pace from an accident at Fish Camp Road. That's a vehicle crash with injuries, so crews will be on the scene there. And uh, also in Milton, Pine Blossom Road and Pine Terrace Circle. We have a a collision there. uh, with debris in the roadway if you see anything else out there slowing you down you can always call or text traffic our traffic tip line at 437-1620 this traffic report brought to you by knox pest control their family serving your family since 1929 for information on a free pest or termite quote visit knoxpest.com knox knocks them out i'm jake walker with your traffic on the fives
3: i feel like i finally feel like i might have gotten an epiphany on uh, on on trump okay um The One problem for me is that he can really be two such different people. He can be President Trump. And he can also be your weird Uncle Donald. (laughs) You know? And when he's weird Uncle Donald, you're like,
1: shh. I think that's why the black people are so much on my side now, because they see what's happening to me happens to them.
3: Uh, Uncle Donald, shh.
1: The mugshot, we've all seen the mugshot And you know who embraced it more than anybody else? The black population, it's incredible You see black people walking around with my mugshot What? World! What? These lights are so bright in my eyes that I can't see too many people out there But uh, I can only see the black ones, I can't see any white ones, you see That's how far I've come
3: What is happening? Oh my God. I don't just. I don't mind electing President Trump. I don't want to elect weird Uncle Donald.
1: I can only see the black ones. I can't see any white ones. You see? That's how far I've come. Oh my God.
3: That's how far I've come. Yeah, I used to not even be able to see black people in a bright light. <laughs> And now, that's all I see. I see black people everywhere.
4: His eyesight is improving. Oh,
3: my God. It's just, oh. what is happening? Oh. I love black people. All right, David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines, David.
6: Well, how, how's the guy <laughs> supposed to follow that?
3: I don't know. Well, there
6: is some mounting pressure on the uh, president to use executive action to slow the surge of illegal immigration. Some of these calls coming from his own party. Even
1: President Trump took executive action. I, I think the president can do that also.
6: That is uh, Texas border congressman Henry Quaylor. He says uh, the issue is people seeking asylum between ports of entry. Uh, The president, he says, should expedite those removals. Vigils were held around the country over the weekend for a 16-year-old Oklahoma high school student who died after a fight in a school bathroom. Next, Benedict uh, died earlier this month, a day after a fight with three girls who were allegedly uh, picking uh, picking on that student at Owasso High School there. And the woman killed in the shooting in uh, Kansas City has been laid to rest. Funeral services for 43-year-old DJ Lisa Lopez-Galvan were held on Saturday.
3: All right, David, thanks so much for the update. Yeah, I don't know whether to go, like, Sixth Sense, you know, I see black people or whether to go Jerry Maguire on it. (laughs) I'm not
1: black people! I'm not black people!
3: Well, I mean, why wouldn't you when they're all you can see in in the bright lights? Seems natural to me.
0: You're listening to News Radio 923 WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.